listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, and joined today by Jessica Strong with Intermountain Primary Children's Hospital. Thanks for being with us. Hi, always happy to be here. So this is a very important topic, especially this time of year, summertime, of course, um, but really any time, you know, if your kids are around any sort of water. And we're talking about water safety, swim safety uh, for kids and for tots. So we know my family included, you know, we're trying to find swimming pools and water holes and whatever we can get into right now just to try to beat the heat. And you, of course, as always, have some great uh, safety tips on how to keep our little ones safer on the water. And we love that. Yeah, it's definitely that time of year. It's hot outside. Water is a great way to cool down. It's a great way to get some physical activities, to get outdoors. Um, But it is important to remember that water can also be very dangerous and that drowning happens very, very quickly. Um, So happy to be here and share some tips on water safety so that it can stay a fun activity this summer. Well, exactly, because, I mean, so many memories are made when we're, you know, out and about. We're outside. We're joining, enjoying the beautiful landscape and water that, you know, our great state of Utah has. Uh, but you do have to remember how fast something can happen, how how it can go bad so quick um, within the blink of an eye if you're not paying attention or, or not taking the right safety precautions. Even the most advanced, experienced swimmers, things can turn to tragedy so quick. Yeah, it's true. And so really the first tip that we really give for anybody who's playing in water, whether it's, you know, a backyard kiddie pool, the local swimming pool or open water, that adult supervision is is critical no matter what type of water you're in, no matter how strong of swimmers your kids might be, that adult supervision is really important um, just to double check and make sure that they're doing okay. Because again, drowning and, and tragedy can happen so quickly. So we like to recommend that you have um, a, a water watcher that's a designated adult who whose job is to watch the kids in the water. And you can certainly rotate that job, right? Because, you know, when you're there with family and friends, we get it. You know, you want to sit and chat and catch up and and have a good time together. Um, But if you have a designated water watcher, that person's job is to watch the kids. They're not on a phone. They're not reading a book. They're not talking to somebody else. And you can do, you know, short 15, 20-minute shifts so that that job rotates. Um, But that supervision is really critical. And I love that rotation that you talk about, too, because that just keeps fresh eyes on those kids at all times. You know, I mean, we we don't leave our kids in the bathtub by themselves, for crying out loud. You know, so then we talk about a pool or an open body of water. They need to be watched closely. Yeah, definitely. And I would say, you know, for open bodies of water in particular, I think a lot of times families have this false sense of security, like particularly maybe your kids are older, you know, they're good swimmers. Um, but unfortunately, we've seen many, uh, many drownings this year of older kids or even adults that have swim experience, but open bodies of water are just a totally different landscape. There's hazards, um, you know, the water temperature can play into it really fast. You get fatigued much more quickly. Um, and so, you know, that those open bodies of water are a lot of fun. Um, 
um, but also, you know, something you need to be aware of. Yeah. And, you know, this statistic that we have about Utah and how drowning is the second leading cause of preventable injury death for children under 14. I mean, that's a statistic that you don't want to have. Yeah, absolutely. And and any of, you know, those deaths are a tragedy. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because when you break that down by ages, the youngest kids, like zero to four, are more likely to drown at home, whether that's, you know, in a bathtub or maybe a kiddie pool. Kind of the middle group school age are more likely to drown at a swimming pool. And teenagers are more likely to drown in open water. So there's different risks at different ages. And talk to me a little bit about the toddlers. You say you know, they're more likely to have an incident like this happen at home, falling into something that you might not even think would be hazardous. Yeah, we know that little kids, you know, toddlers, they're really top heavy. Their heads are very large compared to their body size. And so they, they tip over quite easily. I know we've all seen that. Um, but the challenge associated with that is if they tip over into water, they're not able to get themselves out. And so when you're playing with water at home, whether that's a kiddie pool or a bucket of water for squirt guns or, you know, even the bathtub or toilet, um, it's important to empty out any buckets when you're done using them, turn over the kiddie pool. Um, Um, And even in the house, you know, drain the bathtub fully, um, you know, keep your toilet lids closed. There's toddler locks, you know, kitty locks that you can put on toilet seats um, so that that doesn't become a hazard. So let's talk a little bit about some of these safety tips and techniques, whether it's, you know, for the pool, for the lake. I know we put our kids in swim lessons just as babies so they could get used to that feeling, get used to the sensation. And, you know, one of the things that I learned that I was surprised with, I thought I knew what to do or how to do things when it came to, you know, babies in water, but you actually want them to learn how to fall in a certain way if they do or what to do once they do fall in. That was a really critical kind of teaching moment that we learned in swim lessons. Yeah, and and you know, just for starters, doing swim lessons, that's another really good tip because you're right, you want kids to Um, you know, have some skills and know what to do. And you're right, like if they fall in water, you want to teach them to turn over and float on their back. Uh, And that can apply, again, for kids, for adults, if you're swimming and you get tired, you know, you can always roll over and float on your back to give your body a rest. Um, But those are really important skills and, and things to teach your kids. There was one thing that we learned that I think was taught long ago that I found actually isn't relevant anymore. And it was they were teaching at one time, you know, blow in your child's face and your baby's face to, to startle them to go underwater. But then they found that, well, clearly that's not going to happen if your child is falling in the water. They need to learn how to do it without having some sort of startle to them. And that was fascinating to me and it made perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, it, it does make sense. And you're right. I mean, I think teaching teaching your kids to learn to roll over and float, that, I mean, that's really going to be um, really impactful if they are in a situation where they're um, in trouble. And let's talk about life jackets, because there are a number of different life jackets out there on the market from, you know, arm floaties to arm floaty, chest floaties to full on life jackets to swimsuits with floaties inside of them. I mean, you name it, we've seen it. But what should we be looking for? What is the best and safest? And it probably depends, I'm sure, you know, on whether it's a pool or open water, things like that. But what should we be looking for? Yeah, and you're right. There are so many options out there. The first thing I'll say is that we recommend that you don't use those arm floaties. I don't don't see them as much anymore. They were really big like when I was a kid, you know, the blow up arm floaties. Well, they're really hard Um, to get on and off the kids. (laughs) 
Yeah. So, yeah, and that's exactly why they're not recommended, and, and hopefully they're, you know, not really available anymore. But um, because, yeah, they can either deflate or pop or, you know, you the kid gets wet and they just slip off. So those are not recommended. The things you do want to look for is the most important thing is you want your life jacket to say on it that it is U.S. Coast Guard approved. And that should be printed right on the inside. And so, and, and those come in all different shapes and sizes. I know like the puddle jumpers are really popular right now where it wraps around the body. It has like arm floaties, but it wraps around the body and buckles in the back. Um, those are great for little kids. They are Coast Guard approved again, as long as it's says on their Coast Guard approved um, because the kiddo can't take it off. Like it's not going to fall off in the water. Um, and then, you know, there's obviously like the more traditional looking life jackets that has, you know, buckles or zippers down the front. Um, you want to make sure again that it's Coast Guard approved. And then you also want to do a fit test. You want to make sure that it's fitting appropriately. And so to do that, you want to make sure that you can buckle it snugly. Um, if, if it's, um, you know, so tight that you can't buckle it, then you need to go up a size. If um, you buckle it and you can't get a snug fit, then it's too large and you need to go down a size. And then once you have it buckled, if you just lift up from the shoulders, um, if that's going to, if, if that makes the life jacket lift up to like the child's ears, that's too big. Um, so just a couple tips as you're looking for those life jackets. And, you know, even, you know, especially in open water, wear a life jacket, even if you're a strong swimmer because of those hazards in open waters. But a lot of the local swimming pools, like the rec centers, have life jackets that you can borrow or rent. So you don't even necessarily need your own um, in some of these places, which is great. And you were just talking about pools. Let's talk about some of the not only safety hazards, but, you know, tips and things that we should be watching out for whether we are at our own house with a pool, maybe we just got a pool, or maybe we're visiting friends that have a pool. And so, you know, maybe our kids aren't as used to that, or us as parents aren't as used to that. I mean, what kinds of things should we be looking for when we're outside like that? Yeah, um, definitely teach your kids that they need to ask permission before they go swimming. Um, that's a really important key. And if you do have a pool or your neighbors have a pool, um, you really should keep a locked gate around it. So again, nobody can wander into your backyard and accidentally fall in or a kid gets really excited and, you know, wants to jump in. Um, and then the other tip that we recommend is that if a child does go missing, check water first. So whether that's, you know, your neighborhood pool or if there's a pond in your backyard or near your home or, you know, your backyard swimming pool, um, check water first because those moments really do matter. And then when we're out and about, you know, we, we're taking advantage of the hiking trails and so many people are going camping this time of year and they're at some point probably going to find water somewhere uh, that they might not be ready for. Uh, what should they know? What should they do? What should they tell their kids? Yeah, when, you know, we, we have such beautiful recreation in Utah and we definitely want people to take advantage of it. Um, you know, it's important to talk to your kids before you go out into the wilderness and let them know that they need to stay away from water. Um, our family, we, we personally have two hiking rules and the first is you have to stay where mom and dad can see you and the second is you don't go near water. Um, because again, we know that water can be dangerous so quickly. Um, if, 
something does happen and your child falls into rushing water, I know this is super counterintuitive, but don't jump in after them. Um, unfortunately, we've seen multiple fatalities when that has occurred. Um, and so, you know, the first thing is, um, you know, talk to your kids in advance, tell them don't go near water. If they do fall in, um, give them advice on, you know, try to grab onto a stick or a twig, float on your back, you know, those kinds of things. And then if they do fall in, call 911. Um, the best approach is, is, you know, to try and rescue where you're reaching with a branch or something to try and catch them. But jumping in after them is not recommended. And you're right. I mean, that goes against all of a parent's intuition to just jump in to try to save their child. But it makes sense. And you're right. I mean, we see it, unfortunately, time and time again, where whether it's a sibling or a parent or a friend or even just a good Samaritan, trying to save uh, someone struggling in the water and it ends up being multiple fatalities. Yeah, you know, water rescue in, in the best of circumstances is challenging. Um, you know, when you're trying to do a water rescue in, in the wild where, you know, there's obstacles and rushing water and things like that, that you really do need to be specially trained to do that effectively. Um, so you're right. Like it goes against your, your intuition, but really the best thing to do, um, is to try and give them something to reach out to. If you have a rope, throw it to them, you know, things like that. Um, but to call 911 if that's not successful. And another way you can always help too is CPR by knowing CPR when you're out and about. Yeah, that's a great tip. And honestly, CPR is a great uh, skill for all of us to have, um, you know, whether whether you're a parent or not. Um, you know, it's a really important life-saving skill. And so we definitely would recommend everyone get trained in CPR. And where are some places that people can go? Do you have information on your guys' website about CPR training? Yeah, you know, the American Red Cross is, is really the best place to go, and they have information on their website on, on classes. Great. Well, you always give us the best tips and tricks and just... I mean, really just good reminders. You know, sometimes we forget. It seems like it takes forever for summer to get here. And then it finally does. And sometimes we forget these things. And so we so appreciate, exactly. we so appreciate your time and, and you being with us today. Thanks for having me. All right. That concludes our episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast. We were joined today by Jessica Strong talking about water safety for tots. for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.